Do you ever wonder what it's like on the other side of the couch? Do you ever get curious about the conversations therapists have with one another? Or are you a therapist who loves to hear others talk about our work? If the answer is yes to any of these, you're in the right place. This is Therapy Talk, the place where therapists discuss therapy. I'm your host, Rachel Landman. Join me each episode where I invite my colleagues in the field to come discuss the work. Good morning, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Rachel. It's nice to talk to you today. Let's get started by having you talk a little bit about yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational and professional background? Well, sure. I am uh, Dr. Stephanie Teal. I am a family nurse practitioner and also a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So I am duly certified in both roles. And then I also have my doctorate degree in nursing, and my focus has always been on children and adolescents, working with the underserved and the um, rural populations. Okay, great. Thank you. And where did you do your um, education? I actually, I kind of jumped around a little bit. I actually started out as a LPN and gradually have worked my way up throughout the years. But my most recently, I got my family nurse practitioner degree from University of Toledo in Ohio. And then I received my doctorate degree from Frontier University based out of Kentucky. And then my post-master's certificate in psychiatric care was at University of Cincinnati. Wonderful. And what you what did you do before human told them? I was working at a large hospital organization working with children and adolescents there in an outpatient setting, predominantly working with um, children and adolescents. We saw a lot of ADHD, which has always been my my favorite thing to treat in my specialization. And then we also worked a lot with depression, anxiety, OCD, autism, pretty much just the the basics of um, things that kids struggle with while they're growing up. And I have worked with kids as young as four or five years old. Um, and then all the way up to young adulthood has been my has been my primary focus. Um, but I do enjoy also working with the parents and the families of the clients that I serve. So I do interact a lot with, with the parents, with middle-aged um, folks as well and helping their kids succeed. Wonderful. What led you into starting to become a family nurse practitioner and then move on to more the mental health focus? Like where did it all start? What what sparked your interest in this field? I became a family nurse practitioner um, just because I always wanted to do more for patients and um, just be able to help more people. So when I first became a family nurse practitioner, I worked for a private practice in asthma and allergy an immunology clinic, and we did a lot of medical research, and I really enjoyed that aspect of my career, something I did not think I would enjoy, but it, it was very fascinating to me to learn the ins and outs of, of medical um, pharmaceutical research. Um, but my calling had always been towards the pediatric population. So after that position, I actually went and worked in a pediatric department in a rural underserved area in Ohio. and. I strictly work with pediatrics at that time, and there was no mental health providers within about 60 miles of the office I was in. So I became the person to be um, 
had to treat these patients, otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't be treated. And it was very rewarding to me to be able to make such a difference with these kids' lives. I really enjoyed that mental mental health aspect of that, and that's what pursued me to go into psychiatry specifically. And that's when I um, pursued my doctorate degree as well as the psychiatric NP, and just trying to make a difference with these kids in their lives and being that positive role model that they may or may not have at home. I have become very active in the school settings um, for the locations I serve and making sure that kids have the resources that they need and the support systems that they need. And kids have just always been a very, a very special part in my heart. Yeah, I can, I can really tell that that's been a lot of your focus and, and um, passion in your experience. Oftentimes when I speak to providers, they shy away from the pediatric population. Um, they're like the scary field, the unpredictable field. Um, but it seems like you have really um, thrived in that specialty. Can you talk a little bit about the challenges that some providers have when they work with the pediatric population? Sure. Uh, I think a lot of times providers, you know, it is, it, it's a unique specialty. Um, not only, you know, how we interact with children and adolescents is different, but, you know, medications can be different, dosaging can be different. So from a provider standpoint, it's, it is a lot to learn. Um, and I think it, my, my philosophy in treating children and adolescents has always been more conservative. I don't want to start with a lot of heavy medications and high dosages. I'd rather start slow, work our way up if we need to, monitor very closely for side effects and effectiveness. And having the patience to do that, um, definitely, it's very time intensive. It's, it's not like with adults, you can typically see a client, you know, every few months and, and gauge how things are going. But with children and adolescents, it's so much different because they could be having meltdowns on a daily basis that need to be monitored or um, failing school and you need to help them you know, do better with their academics. And a lot of times you don't have that length of time to work with. So I do feel like uh, working with pediatrics and adolescents is, is a specialty um, that is a little bit more challenging. And I, I often hear other providers say, you know, not only are you working with the patient, but you have to work with their families as well, which is also very time intensive. I want to make sure that my families have a clear understanding of what's going on, what we can do to help, um, how we can manage things, because ultimately it's not just all about medication. It's about different lifestyle changes, behavior changes, um, support systems, resources. There's so much more that goes into helping a child um, or adolescent to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. So it's, you're definitely working more with the family, which, which can be intense at times, um, in my opinion. It can be very rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. I hear that. And, and parents, they can be difficult, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> They're yeah. usually our favorites. Um, maybe we can kind of make a brief distinction between the, because when we talk about the pediatric population, it's, um, we're spanning 18 years and it's a really broad category in that sense. I'm wondering if you can 
talk about each of those categories within the pediatric population and what you notice they often struggle with the most when they come with you between teenagers versus uh, preteens to to really children. Sure. So what I notice a lot with with the younger children, I would say, you know, age four up to maybe seven, eight years old, we see a lot more um, behavioral issues. So what that can mean is kids who may not have been diagnosed with autism yet and who are struggling in the classroom setting, having meltdowns, having um, different problems with controlling their their own actions. Um, Typically, you know, we see a lot of uh, anxiety at that age group and ADHD. The the kids who are really um, struggling with ADHD and, and can't control it in those early school years. And then once I bounce to, oh, I would say 10 to 14-ish age, um, there I'm seeing a lot more of the ADHD. A lot of times kids are able to control it those first few years of school because what they're learning is not too intense or too challenging. But once we start to get to that challenging aspect, then things can get out of control. So um, you know, the preteen years, I'm definitely seeing the ADHD, anxiety again. Um, some of the OCD stuff starts to come out about that age. Um, some depression, and a lot of times it's also more um, interpersonal relations. So if they're struggling with you know things at home, like if parents are getting divorced or um, had a trauma of some sort, so a lot of adjustment disorders at that time period. But then once I switch over to more of the teenage years, you know, 14, 15 up to, um, gosh, even, you know, young adulthood, it's more of a depression, anxiety, some ADHD, either patients that we have been able to manage before and are having like flare-ups or newly diagnosed because again, things are getting more challenging as they get older, especially when kids start to think about college and having to think about being on their own and being more independent. We see a lot more of the ADHD struggles coming out when they're having to be self-reliant. Again, some of the OCD adjustment disorders. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of a lot of similar diagnoses that I see throughout. It's just all different in how they present. And I think that's why I love it so much is because you could have three patients that come to you for depression um, even within the same age group, and they all present differently. And so mm-hmm. it's it's finding what what works for them, how to help them the best. Um, again, not solely relying on medication, but all the other things that we need to consider and the support services, therapies, different modalities of alternative therapies. Um, there's just so much that can go into a treatment plan, and it's so individualized, which is which is why I love what I do because you can target especially what the patient needs. Yeah, absolutely. I really loved the way that you described all of that. It was really clear and provided so much insight and understanding into what it is that you do, especially as um, focusing on the pediatric population. What is your philosophy when it comes to being a provider and a prescriber? I kind of touched base on that a little bit before. as far as my philosophy, I am I'm very conservative conservative with medication. Medication will help most people, but it's finding a small dosage where we're not having side effects, where we're not having um, 
too many opposite effects, which can happen. You know, I want to work with the patient to find the smallest effective dose for them. Um, and I would rather, you know, start out very, very slow dose and work our way up gradually as we need to. I don't just jump in and, and hit um, symptoms with strong medications. And I also do a very thorough assessment to make sure I have the correct diagnosis to know what we're treating. I am not one to, if I'm, if I'm unclear on a diagnosis or we need to do further testing or get further information, I would prefer to hold off on medications um, until we have a clear diagnosis because it can be very detrimental to start medications that aren't warranted, especially when we're looking at psychiatric medications, which can, they take time to get built up in our system and start working. So if you, if it takes four to six weeks to start seeing effectiveness, it also takes four to six weeks for that medicine to get out of your system. So if we've started off with the wrong medicine, and then we're playing a waiting game of trying to get that out of the system, and it can be very challenging um, when dealing with a lot of medications. So I, I definitely am more conservative with my philosophy of, of medications. And I 100% believe that any person who is taking psychiatric medications needs to also be doing some sort of therapy. And that's a plan that we can work together to, to determine if it's therapy, working one-on-one -on -one with myself, with another provider, with a counselor, or even looking into you know, some alternative medicines. Um, if the client is willing to embrace um, meditation practices, or if a patient is you know, struggling with addictions and they're willing to you know, enroll into like an AA or NA program and work the 12 steps. There's so many different modalities of treatment that need to be in place along with the medication component. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and to, to describe the way that you practice. Are there any last thoughts that you'd like to share today? The biggest thing that I want to share is just to let kids, especially, you know, the, the preteen and teenage population, today's a hard world. Things are hard in life. And there are people out there who can help and are willing to help and want to help see you succeed. So if you don't have a person you can go to, a parent, a friend, um, a role model of some sort, there are people who do want to genuinely help you and see you succeed if you can just reach out to, to one of us, to a therapist, to anybody you can, can contact. Um, we all would love to help see everyone succeed at their life goals. I really appreciate that last thought. Thank you so much, Stephanie, and I hope to talk to you soon.